A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Cast your mind forward to the year 2124. People have been doing this throughout the program. It sounds pretty bleak uh, if we're going by the correspondence that I've gotten with listeners. But while you're there, Let's think about how the world might look. Does it have, maybe it has self-flying cars? Perhaps it has supersonic commercial space travel? Perhaps, if you really, really use your imagination, uh, Wellington's water issues will be sorted. But um, we're doing this because people have been doing this for a long time, and a hundred years ago, uh, people were doing exactly the same thing in making predictions and sometimes actually putting them to print in newspapers. And one man has collated both the good and the bad predictions made in 1924 for the year 2024. His name is Paul Ferry. He's a researcher and uh, he's found internet fame by delving into the archives of news- newspapers and, and looking at these predictions. And I talked to Paul earlier today who was uh, at home in Calgary in Canada, I began by asking him, who were these people making these predictions a century ago? Yeah, no, so it's it's really a, a wide assortment. So some of the predictions are from like newspaper columnists or journalists at the time. Some of them are letters to the editor, and, and there's just sort of a, some of them are ads. It's, it's sort of a really wide range of different people there. And is this something that newspapers published like every year or did they happen according to certain intervals? Yeah, it seemed, it's true it happens most years. It seems like it's more common some years than others, like years end in five or ten or Mm. that sort of thing. It seemed a little bit more common, but you can definitely find these sorts of predictions for most years from about, I don't know, 1870, 1880 onwards. We'll get to some of the predictions in a second, but first off, I'm interested in your process. Like, How do you find these gems and these archives of newspapers? Do you just do you just trawl through newspapers from all, all around the world looking for, you know, what will the world look like in X period of time, or those drawings of flying cars and stuff? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a couple of different things all at once, I think. It's, it's definitely some, I'm looking for them in some online newspaper archives, so this is definitely something in the age of microfiche or microfilm wouldn't have been mm-hmm. super possible, but you can definitely find lots of great things on, on newspaper archives from around the world. So some of these things I look for on purpose, some of them I find when I'm looking for other things and you sort of notice the article right beside. So it's a, it's a real mixed bag how I find them all. Let's run through some of the predictions. Uh, maybe the f- firstly that, that actually came true or at least were pretty close uh, to the world that we live in now. Um, motorways through the middle of cities, which I guess, you know, it seems... That seems kind of obvious to me now, but I suppose in 1924, before the personal cars become ubiquitous, this was maybe a, a more bold prediction than it might seem? Yeah, no, definitely. In the, in the 1920s, like when you look back at old uh, videos at the time, it, it's, it's super fun because you can see all sorts of modes of transportation all mixing. So it's pedestrians and cars and even still some horses and, and all sorts of trams and trains all on sort of fighting over the roadway between themselves. But uh, definitely this prediction here about like, motorways through the, the centre of town was, was would have seemed very futuristic at the time. Another one, uh, which, again, maybe seems a bit obvious, is very tall apartment buildings. This was a, a, another bold prediction from 1924. 
no no definitely like like, like I, I do feel like predictions of this nature say a lot more about the people at the time so definitely apartment buildings in in in, in sort of the post-world war one era were were getting taller so they thought oh you know if they're going to be six stories tall why can't they be hundreds of stories tall the next one is actually quite impressive um given that video has come to sort of take over social media, that family albums will be videos instead of photographs. Yes, no, this was definitely a, a fun one to find. There there was this this whole um longer article about how um and instead of instead of photographs it would be audio and video and and and, and whole motion pictures instead of uh, instead of photographs. And definitely I mean modulo one or two details uh, pretty much has come true. Let's take a look now at um, at some of the ones that missed the mark. Um, and one one newspaper had quite a bleak prediction as to the future of horses, Paul. Yes, yeah. No, I really liked the um, the sort of uh, dramatic nature of this article. It was the headline was "Future of the Horse," and it was basically a, a, a quite a quite a detailed prediction about horses would no longer exist within within a hundred years. And I suppose, well. I don't know. I don't know what the world was like a hundred years ago, but I imagine that horses were much more ubiquitous, um, you know, in nineteen twenty four than they are in in, in twenty twenty four. So I suppose they're not entirely off the mark there, right? No, no. I mean, I mean, I, I, it's really it was sort of this this early mid nineteen twenties era was was the sort of the collapse of everything essentially, but the automobile. Mm-hmm. So and you get those predictions that the automobiles will be running through the center of town the same time you get the predictions that that horses, I guess, are on their way out. Bad predictions, not just about uh, animals. One newspaper report quoted an eminent scientist um, who predicted <laughs> who predicted what what did they predict would happen to men's legs, Paul? Yes, this is this is absolutely my favorite one from from this collection. But but an eminent scientist predicted a century hence men's legs would be atrophied from lack of exercise. <laughs> Was it? They would just be sort of withered away, like you know, um, like like undernourished vines or something. Like that <laughs> tiny, all... tiny little twigs, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, and in some of our cases, not too far from the truth. Um, I mean, yeah. There's always a lot of um, predictions about space travel in these, aren't there? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that seems quite prescient, but sometimes it, it can be wildly off the mark. And, and the one that you've identified here is, unfortunately, it happens to be the latter. Yes, yes. So there, there was, there was definitely, um, uh, it, it, it was during an increase of, um, of of airplanes, sort of seeming more and more plausible. And and there was a prediction that interplanetary travel would become as easy as transatlantic travel. So, please, not quite yet. I think. Not quite. Not quite yet. A couple of predictions that were pretty close, uh, maybe not a hundred percent accurate, but but still pretty good. Um, a couple of them pertaining to to music. Concerts will be performed remotely, um, which I guess sort of happens, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so I mean, certainly with 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 COVID and so on, some of that happened. But even before then, you would you know you get um, uh, concert films and you know Taylor Swift's uh, what, what, what the Euros tour yeah. film. Uh, it was definitely yeah, it was like a remote concert. Yeah. And another pertaining to jazz music. Yeah, no. So this was this was, this was quite fun. So in the 1920s, one of my favorite things in in newspapers is all of the horrible predictions 
about all the terrible things jazz was bringing to the mm. world. Right. But but the, but the, this one was actually uh, uh, quite fun because it, it it was the idea that eventually by 2024 jazz music would be considered like classical music is now as sort of like a classy refined. Uh, thing for people of culture to enjoy. Isn't that funny to think that jazz music was once seen as as you know the um the the wild you know the punk rock of 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 the of the earlier twentieth century? Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, newspapers were filled with you know jazz is ruining families, jazz is ruining uh, God, it's going to destroy society, it, it's going to ruin wo- uh, women's legs. Was another one. Apparently, they were obsessed with legs, but there's lots of lots of these ones. Yeah. Big preoccupations with legs. Isn't that strange? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, uh, you wonder what the what the journalists of the 1920s were were up to, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess who are we to judge? Um, yeah. And um, and in New York City, uh, a prediction goes: we'll have a population of 30 million, but no transit problems. Talk me through the logic of that one. And, yeah, no, so, so it, it was uh, um, it was a predi- it was sort of a two part prediction, I guess. So 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 part of it was. New York City would would explode in population, and certainly it has since then, but not not quite thirty million, I suppose. But but also there would be uh, you know like so much uh, development of the subway system that that you wouldn't have to worry about about catching a catching a train. Hmm. Yeah, and I guess the subway system in New York works okay. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's all right, it's all right, but I wouldn't say there were no no problems. <laughs> By and large, do you think you know across the the spectrum of of predictions that you that you come across? Do they tend to be more optimistic in in tone and tenor, or more um, cautious, pessimistic about about the the world in a hundred years? I mean, the, the, sort of the useless answer of a little bit of both, but but it's really, mm. I think the the big thing about these hundred years from now predictions is that sort of almost how over the top we go. Either everything is going to be so amazing, or everything's going to be so terrible. So because we think, oh. Some things are a bit better today, so they're going to be so much better a hundred years from now, or so much worse a hundred years from now. So it's really, I, I don't know, we sort of take the extrapolation a little bit too far. Do you ever? I was talking about this on the show last night. Do, do you ever lose track? Of, so, like, I was going to ask, do you ever lose track of time? In the sense that, you know, if somebody refers to like the mid seventies to me, my mind immediately goes, "Oh yeah, about thirty years ago." When of course mm-hmm. the early seventies is not thirty years ago. Uh, it's 50 years ago now. Um, do, 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 do you ever get that sense when you're reading through these things of, of sort of maybe having to consciously place in time what human civilization was actually like when this was being written or predicted? Yeah, no, no, I mean, I mean, certainly like reading newspapers from more than even a few years ago, it's really important to kind of put yourself in the mindset of what it was like um, at the time. But yeah, like, like definitely... Like when I'm doing this, it's like I, I try to read a little bit about what was going on in the world at the time. But I definitely do that thing where you lose track of time. I was trying, I was remembering a tennis match mm-hmm. um, th- th- that I'm fond of, and, and I was thinking, oh, it was like three years, four years ago. It was 2009. Oh gosh, <sighs> what tennis match was it? Oh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was one of the the the, the Wimbledon final, I guess. All right. Yeah. Nice. It, it, it... Is there a difference in the? I'm curious about this. Is there a difference in the style of newspaper writing in the early to mid 20th century as compared to newspapers now? In terms of the, I don't know what you might describe as the readability or the the quality of the writing or the wordiness of it. Is it like you know, like reading a Jane Austen novel or whatever? Uh, it's maybe not quite quite that much, but I mean, I would say um, 
newspapers definitely were wordier. I mean, you see a, a page of a newspaper and it's filled with, oh gosh, the world's tiniest text. It feels like uh, sometimes, thank goodness for computers being able to um, to make them bigger. But in terms of, of style, I feel like newspapers now are almost, except for maybe some of the more sensationalist ones, are kind of more muted than they were yeah. for the most part in the, you know, 1890, 1930 kind of period. They were, they were very... Um, filled with with sort of personality and yeah. unusual decisions let's say and yeah. Yeah, there's sort of a, a wilder experience for sure paul do you do you ever find yourself musing on what the world might look a hundred years from now i i, I mean so, so I, I did this exercise this year and, and i also did i did the same thing for last year for 1923 to 19, 2023 and i think in doing that i think i've done that a lot less actually because right. I, I know I, th- I think I, I having done this you get you really get the impression that you know sometimes it's articles of the world's smartest people predicting the life a hundred years from now and you think oh gosh that was that was all wrong and you think oh yeah, who am I then to <laughs> to to think what's going to happen next week never mind never mind you know eight and 50 years after I die. Yeah. So you're not, you're not, you're not going to venture a hot take for what one thing that you think the world might have in 21, 24 that we don't now, or one, one way and significant way in which you, you think it might be different. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, no, no, I mean, I, th- I think, I think looking at, looking at how terrible these predictions <laughs> end up being for the most part, uh, I, I feel like I'll, I'll reserve judgment. Reserve on, judgment. On what, what tomorrow is going to bring. <laughs> if it was that or, you know, Mad Max is a pretty close approximation, then I think that reserving judgment uh, is a sensible course of action today. Paul Ferry, <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much for, for sharing some of these with us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, a pleasure. And that was Paul Ferry, who is a researcher um, at uh, a university in Calgary whose name escapes me now. But uh, which will, I'm sure, occur to me when I'm about to go to sleep this evening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.